Welcome to Answers, Kinsmen's, and Kegs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a podcast where our brains are going to leak slowly out of our ears over the next hour and who knows how long. <laughs> yeah. So to summarize this episode, it's an episode where things have to happen fast because we have no time. Everything gets expediated. It's a it's a three storyline timeline episode. So I want to like this. Um, the concept of three t- storylines, like three different times, they're somehow intertwined. Yeah. Is interesting, like literally every single concept they have done before. But Kevin, what on God's green earth did I just watch? <laughs> you watched, I think, Riverdale's biggest swing. Y- yeah, they they sure tried to make a statement. The, pi- the pitch was coming. They had the bat. They planted their foot. They, they swung out and all the sands had already emptied and it was 12 at night. The game went on for too long. <laughs> Everyone left because they just stood there standing with the bat. Um, it took me until this episode, I think, to finally realize what... Remember, we, we talked a lot, but what is the thing about Riverdale? What are we supposed to, like... About, sorry, about River Vale. Yeah, sorry, thank you. <laughs> about River Vale. What is the thing we're supposed to, like... Feel? Feel about it. And I And unfortunately, I think the answer to that is, don't worry about it. You know... Yes, I agree with you. (laughs) My frustration, as I've said on this podcast before, is they have now explored everything they set up at the end of last season. Yeah. Except for Kevin going to Broadway. Yeah. But they did it in Rivervale, which Which means... Which means they have to re-explore it again. Yes. Which, I mean, for at least some of them, there are things like, okay, you you went a direction that you would have never went, like, uh, the whole... Like, Tony probably was the one who's the most different from how I imagined. Yeah. I, don't th- I can't imagine Tony will be so into being a gang leader <laughs> in Riverdale, but maybe she will. She did torture a man. I think Riverdale, she's, I think Riverdale, she's more likely to be that related to a gang leader. I just don't think she's going to sacrifice herself to be La Llorona. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, I took a trip off into the uh, Riverdale Wikipedia because oh. I had to, the Archieverse. Because there were things you needed to know. Things I needed to know. Um, and boy... The editors of that are trying their best, but also, yeah. like, I don't know where they're going. I, if you look at Tony's, uh, like, character thing, yeah. it now says her species is ghost, and she's <laughs> deceased. No. And when you look at, like, the quick summary of, like, what she did, it's like, and then when her chi- when child baby Anthony wouldn't. Now, I, here's what I believe. I, I believe that the the editors of the Riverdale wiki are having fun and they're treating the Wikipedia as now being a river Vale Wikipedia. But it does set up the fact that river that especially in this episode, this episode's the the least connected to river Dale. That anything has ever been makes river, the river Vale Wikipedia (laughs) look like, Trash. Kevin, I looked at Abigail Blossom's uh, Wikipedia page, yeah, and yeah. that is... She's a character. Well, they tried. They tried so hard, and you can see the point where they were just like, I don't know, hands thrown up in the air. <laughs> well, let's throw our hands up in the air, because we've got to get into this. This is going to be a lot. It is. Because <laughs> this is Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 4, The Witching Hour. S. The Witching Hour. Sam. 
to Thornhill. The most haunted place in Riverdale. Ancestral. Vale. <laughs> yeah. And, and Dale. Yeah, true. Uh, ancestral home for the Blossom family. But what? Is it haunted by ghosts? Memories? Memories? A curse? Perhaps all three. This is Jughead doing Shut it, Shut up, by the Jughead. Way. <laughs> this, is, this is second Jughead doing this, by the way. <laughs> yes, because we have learned last episode there is a second Jughead. Yes. Uh, so we... Remember we didn't have Cheryl last episode? This is going to have so much Cheryl this episode. Yeah, Cheryl was busy. And everyone. No, no, no. But the problem is we also have everyone else. No, but we don't. I was thinking about it. And the only person who appears in more than one time period yeah. is Kevin Keller. No, so does. Oh, Ke- yeah. You know, it's right. In more than one time period. Yeah. Kevin Keller is the only one who appears in both 1892, which we will talk about, and 1957. Well, let's talk about it now. So... As Jughead is doing some monologue, we set up sort of the, uh, the, not the trope, the conceit of this episode, which is it's going to take a place across three timelines. Originally, I thought it was also the same, like, day. He kind of implied that, but it's not the same day. It's just around the same time. Yeah. And the penultimate, the penultimate, the ultimate, the climaxes of each story will happen yeah. on the same day, yeah. I guess, if that's how comets work. Well, no, they don't have it on the same day. <laughs> okay. Um. So we have three timelines. We have today with Cheryl. We have, okay, I guess we'll start with this. <laughs> 65 years ago in 1957, which... Did this show forget it did a seven-year time skip? Okay, because 1957 <laughs> is 65 years ago from next year. Yeah, from yeah, from three three weeks from now, it is 65 years ago, but not from 2027. Kevin, which... <laughs> so 65 years. Okay, so it's 1957. So it would have been. Who in 62? The Red Menace was still going on. Like, the Cold War, the Red Scare. Like, they were still scared of the Reds well, in 62. I, I think the problem isn't po- – this is Poppy. This is yeah. Poppy Blossom. I don't think the problem is not her storyline. Oh, line. it's Abigail. It's – we go back to Abigail in 1892. So, I guess that's our first the, – the first big difference between Riverdale and Rivervale. Abigail Blossom was Still not, alive. Yeah, she was not burned in 1890. Which that... is a thing to think about because, <laughs> yeah. as we know, in the first episode of Rivervale, mm-hmm. Cheryl did attack Archie <laughs> for his ancestors burning her sweet Abigail. Well, no, 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 her she ancestors said, she said, killing her ancestor. No, no, what they did to my ancestor is what she says. They did. Okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they're all like doing their stuff in 57 uh poppy's visited by some friends for a salon in today which i first because they always make cheryl so like victorian and weird i thought for a while the today one was the 1892 one yeah because she's setting out like books on decrepit desks well and i did <laughs> i still think i wrote abigail sets up for school and then i wrote a Tony visits because the show will use actors yes. from our current time frame. So we'll we'll try to keep their names separate and clear to you. It's just um, sometimes we didn't know their names until well, later. And the problem that we get is that 
I'm unclear if they're their ancestors or if they're just playing other characters. Some of them definitely have to be. Have to be ancestors. Yeah. Well, the we, Kellers are all Oh, yeah. We meet, we meet Constable Keller. Then we meet Kirk Keller. Then, of course, we have Kevin Keller. Um, this ancient Tony is Thomasina Topaz. So which... I guess in Riverdale, the serpents were not started by the Topazes in honor of the Uctana clan, which yeah. is maybe how um, Fangs can mansplain serpents to Tony. That is the exact thought I had. Is like, <laughs> okay, so that's why it was Fangs doing his stuff because in this world, Tony's grandfather Sally's great great grandfather was not at the Uctana slaughter so I guess the Uctana never existed so this is all set up around the framing device of Bailey's Comet which comes every 65 years Cheryl is a momentous night yes Cheryl who the students call Mistress Cheryl which I understand like school terms but it also is very upsetting to me well it is the year of our lord 2022 so Mm -hmm. that should not be um (laughs) She and also, she's teaching science, and I'm like, no, I don't care if she got spotless on her SATs. Like, mm. n- no. Um, but it's like Bailey's comic comes every 65 years. It's going to come up in every timeline. Um, it's like, all right, so y'all go off. All you kids go off the hill. You're gonna go stand on North Hill, and you're gonna watch the comet. Yeah, and then. Britta, or sorry, yeah. as she keeps calling her, Britannia, and there's no way on, there's no way that's <laughs> her name. That's why her parents named her Britannia. Her name's Brittany, right? Or maybe yeah. just Britta. It could just be Britta. Yeah. Anyway, Britta's like, ooh, is Nana Rose coming to the hill? Oh, yeah. She got- <laughs> and Tony's, or Cheryl's like, no, Nana Rose is dying. You all know this. It is known. <laughs> I will be with her, for she is dying. But I'm going to do a ritual to bring her to the afterlife. Okay. Sure. But when when she goes to see Nana Rose, we get these hits of like, oh, their plan they've been working toward. Yeah, to be it's complete something tonight. that's risky and R- can't be undone. Are you sure, Nana Rose? Yes, but first, I must hear their stories, both of them. Okay. So the other framing device is that Cheryl is, is te- also telling the is story. Telling the story about Poppy and uh, Abigail. So let's begin with Poppy. So Poppy likes to host salons at her house. Ooh, and uh, a woman named, who she calls Tam Tam, yes. who we will learn is Tammy, Tammy Tate. Who is Tabitha Tate. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, she just wants to work at Pop so badly, she, but her husband's terrible. She's a better job managing it. Now, I had to do some math here. I'm like, okay, she is not Pop. Tate's wife because it's he's too, long too young. So she must be Pop Tate's dad wife. Dad, dad wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which means I was thinking, like, is this before or after he sold his soul to the devil to make Pop Tate's better? Maybe this is how the devil executed his plan. The devil before. used Cheryl <laughs> to make Tammy work there because it does turn out that Tammy will be better than. Maybe Pop. It's, it's not clear. So anyway, Cheryl gives ta- gives Tam Tam. Hor- yeah. Gives Tam Tam some herbs to poison her husband <laughs> okay. so she can work for a day. Um, I'm just going to say this. This episode has a, an honestly, an honestly ridiculous amount of husband murder. There's a lot of poisoning <laughs> of husbands. No, just killing of husband, husbands. I, I With, like, whatever your own ideas on that are the this episode says without without a doubt it is fine to kill your husband if he is a bad person but i don't think you should kill your husband just because he won't let you work in the diner (laughs) 
Now, she doesn't kill her husband. She It is supposed to just give him a stomach ache. We never see him. We see him in the background of one scene, but he never does or says anything. Yeah. Well, I, I, I assume that what happens, he got sick and then said, oh, no, I'm sick. Better sell my soul to the devil. That will make my store successful. Meanwhile, Abigail meets Tabitha. Uh, not Tabitha. Thomasina. Um, Thomas- oh, my God. Too many T's. <laughs> Thomasina Topaz. <laughs> because they decided that the way that family lines work. Because everyone guess has the same name. We have both a family line of T's and a family line of well, T's. Thank goodness the Blossoms have oddly normal names. <laughs> it's true. There's no. Yeah, we get we get a Bernie's Blossom. Uh so, uh, Thomasina okay. toss, uh, blo- uh, Thomasina Topaz Thank is interviewing you. to teach <laughs> at Cheryl at Abigail Blossom School. She has five years of teaching experience, and she's from Greendale, and her old school was made into a hospital during the war. What war? There's no war. What war? Okay, there was a war between Texas and Mexico. You also looked it up. The, the, the Guana? Yeah. Like, yeah. And no, then, it, it wasn't between Texas and Mexico. Texas and Mexico fought together against his group. And then there was also, like, a bunch of wars on, like, in the Go West Young Man type yeah, well, thing where, like, the, ranchers the versus thing, cattle. The thing and... is, well, the thing is, around this time, most wars were mostly, like, Native American genocide. Yeah. Or there was like some settlers fighting against other settlers for who should be the best yeah, settlers. But but what 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 Abigail says is like, yes, my brother James, who has a big portrait on the wall, is fighting on the western front. Like, okay, so this so River Vale also has just like a war go yeah, the western what, front? What war are you talking <laughs> about, River Vale? There's not even a war, like, around this. That no! I can, which is weird, because they hit a lot of other timing correct. They mentioned Sputnik, which was 57, oh. and later they'll, listen, they'll mention Lizzie Borden, who was Which 90, was also 1992. I know! Like, so they hit someone so well, but then they're also just like, we need eh. a war. They're like, there'll be a war. It's River Vale. Which means River Vale is di- like the world of River Vale is different in a, in a spider web sense more than we understood. Um, they're also very concerned about the pox, but they bond over the fact that they both beat the pox's babies. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, and also the fact that they're not married because Abigail has no time <laughs> for women with husbands. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, they do a lot of flirty eyes at each other. Um, and then candles light across the timelines and it's... It's weird. And then Abigail decides to teach proper table etiquette because we find out that this school that in Riverdale the townspeople hated is just a finishing school for young women. Oh, absolutely. They just teach manners. Yeah. Uh, However, now Thomasina is there and she comes in with a, uh, a telescope and she's like, we should go out and look at a comet that's coming by in a few days. And Abigail's like, that un- is unladylike. Like. We cannot be out after dark. We are women. Um, they, Should we teach our children as men? So they kind of, so they, this, there is a, man, not an undertext, an overtext. This story being like real, like, girl feminist boss, ideals. feminist. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is like, so Abigail will kind of get a change here, but her change Happened so fast because once again they do not have they time. They have no time. Too many storylines. Literally, Thomasina is like, like you know, you know, like hey, this, this world's not made for us. We have to fought, carve a path to do these things. Then Abigail will come in the next scene and be like, "You're right. We teach them hard truths. We teach like." And it's like Abigail, <laughs> what hard truths do you know? She did a full 
180 backflip. Off camera. <laughs> so. Uh, now, um, Poppy already is a feminist. Yes. At her salon, they just read Lady Chatterley's Lover. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. What a saucy book. They bring up Bailey's Comet because that's the framing device. But and- then... Alice Cooper. They do not explain who <laughs> this don't. Alice Cooper woman well, is. It's confusing. So once again, we said we don't know if these actors are playing their characters in the past or if these are just random people from the town. And listen, we know some of them are. Um, Betty is there. She's Bitsy, and she's married to Jack Smith. I do they, not. They could be Alice's parents. Yes, it, they can't. They can't, they can't be. be. They could be Alice's grandparents. Well, I was saying they can't be. They can't be Alice's parents. No, that's they can't be the Coopers because of, like, the children they have. But Alice is a Smith. That's why I said that it could be Smith. But they can't be Alice's parents because it's 1957. And? Oh, right. Years. Yeah. <laughs> years. But, I don't know. The, the problem is that I, I have to stop worrying about, like, when they think years happen <laughs> and more of when they think generations happen. Yeah, but we know for a fact that the uh, every single adult character on the show was born in 68? I mean, this is close. Once again, once again, I'm I I I cannot do years because we already know they messed up sixty five years ago by forgetting what year River. I just I do I don't think these can be the Smiths. Well, I mean that's true. We never get their last name. Yeah. Then we then Veronica is Velma, maybe Hermione's. Yeah, maybe Velma Gomez. It's she. It, ca- there's no. With notably, how racist? Okay, but this is Rivervale. With how racist Riverdale is. Yeah. I don't think she can be the that involved in society, but this is River Vale. Well, but but the entire the, uh, he actually brings up later. Keller actually brings up later that she had she's doing unsegregated salons, which is a big thing. But that's because Tabitha's there. I know, I so mean, they Tammy. could also be considering that with uh, Velma Gomez. Possible. Um, anyway, so we um, don't know. And, and then, then also Alice. Alice is there. Who and Alice is. A gossip about the commies and their Sputnik, and our, maybe it's a comet to spy on us. The Red Menace. They're, they're setting up the Red Menace. You know what? Honestly, they do a pretty good job of this. Yeah. Uh, Poppy also says that she's not. A, she's like, you know, she says repeatedly, "I'm not a fan of witch hunts. I think people should be able to talk about what they want in their at own home, homes, which is a mistake in 1957 around somebody like Alice. And also, it turns out <laughs> somebody like Bitsy." Yeah, um, they really set up that women in the 19... 19- <laughs> I feel the one to say this. Women in the 1957s don't, don't not talk. Yeah, for some <laughs> reason, women in 1957 have to share everything that happens in their life at all times. With their husbands, who they've been given, like, weird poisons to, do, to yeah, affect them. they ask for poisons, <laughs> and then they tell their husbands they got poisons. Well, well I mean... To be fair, Bitsy doesn't get Bitsy stays behind, and she's not happy in her marriage. And they talk about, like, they're talking about 1957 stuff. Well, maybe, you know, have another kid to stay together for a kid. But they can't have kids because, you know, her last pregnancy. Hmm. But she has a baby, so I guess this is a bad pregnancy? Yeah, they're just not giving details because they don't want to... Because the writers don't want to think about Aaron, it, and they're giving 1957 hand waves. They're giving because there's no time. Uh, they can't divorce, so Poppy gives her contraceptive, and then when they hug for too long, they kiss, so. I guess everyone loves Poppy, especially um, Bitsy. And then kissing happens in, 19, in uh, 1892 between Abigail and Thomasina. 
And then there's a really weird scene where Velma it, wants to spice things up in the bedroom yeah. with the mister. <laughs> yeah, which has nothing. There's a lot of scenes that feel like they're just to, like, make uh, make these blossoms, like, real cool. Because yeah. she gives her, like, the Kama Sutra and an aphrodisiac because she's sexually liberated. And, hey, 57, get your stuff together. I mean, like, yes, women's lib was a thing in 57. Yeah. I cannot fathom that a blossom is on board with that because I've met the blossoms. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm thinking of blossoms. I'm thinking of them. Uh, there's... I mean, okay, so we we still got to speed this up. Yeah, a so we bit. go back to um, 1892. Mm-hmm. Um, Abigail and Thomasina are in bed, but there's banging on the door, banging, banging, banging. There's also banging in 57. Like there's just there is banging. Everyone getting knocks on the door. Um, in we're just gonna call it 92. Yeah. In 92, Constable Keller is there because he's looking for a murderer by the name of Thomasina. Topaz. She's looking for a murderer. He's looking for a murderess. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> it's 92. Girl boss. <laughs> murder has murder. that feeling to it <laughs> they still use murderer <laughs> um abigail lies and says the thomasina isn't there and she's mm-hmm. like also our house has the pox <laughs> we will learn we will learn from thomasina that essentially what happened was she was in an arranged marriage and he was very he, abusive he didn't like her t- her wanting to teach young women and he didn't like her rituals she's a witch she it's- is a witch very obvious. Um, so she killed him and ran. Meanwhile, in 57... Jack, Bitsy's husband, arrives. Played by Jughead. And which, uh, when you think about it too much, the mind bends. <laughs> yeah, once, once again, it's the whole thing of who they're playing. Um, apparently, Bitsy, like, I don't know what home. she... <laughs> Honey, I had the sweetest kiss with that poppy woman. Like, I don't know what... One ki- See, that's the, the problem. The, the, the implications are one of two things. Either... Every she acted wo- weird. Either, well, I was going to say either every woman in 1957 immediately tells her husband everything or every husband in this town is psychic. They will know everything every- that took place. And, and I understand, like, once Bitsy breaks it, which probably is what happened here, they confronted their wives and were scary and 1950s husbands what i will say is bitsy breaking is the wrong way to do the storyline <laughs> what they needed to do was velma's husband finding the kama sutra yeah and then that being the breaking cascade and maybe that's what they were doing but once again they had no time they did not show us so he knows that bitsy and poppy had that kiss M- maybe at least the very much he knows that he gave her a contraceptive they decided, yes. they decided to really bring up, like, the Comstock laws in this episode. Yeah. Like, they bring up, contra- like, they're like, do contraceptives, which, I mean, is tech, like, that's a, kind of yeah. a deep cut into the uh, big birth control laws in the States at that time. Like, yeah, you couldn't give people contraceptives. But to be fair, she gave her a mysterious ginger <laughs> she root. She gave her ginger. <laughs> All right, uh... Um, anyway, she has to butt out, otherwise Jack will kill Poppy. Oh, yeah, and then, like... Later, he comes back with just a crowd to do the same thing again. He's real mad, Kevin. <laughs> so uh, we do uh, jump back to today to just get now that Britta has joined. <laughs> and let's just be real. Britta has joined the scene, so Cheryl has a reason to explain things. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is ham-handed, yeah. ham ham-fisted. Yeah. 
so we go through and we get some stuff going on. A lot of it is um, uh, in 92. 57 just sort of continues along this line of people aren't happy with Polly. No, but we do have an insane, in the insane scene that we just talked yeah. about where Jack comes back again. We are told that the Blossoms need to leave town because they've overstayed their welcome. Yeah. You know, the Blossoms, who run the only industry in town. And you can say not in Riverdale, <laughs> Rivervale, <laughs> but yes, in Riverdale. We know that Maple is their whole thing. Um, also, Kirk Keller's like, you don't want to push this. You know what I do for a living. And I didn't get it <laughs> until he came back. Yeah, he's a commie chaser. I thought he was like a hitman for the mafia, the way he said it. All right, so we meet uh, in 92, we meet Fen, Fen Fogarty. And Fen Fogarty arrives with news of James. News from the war. The war. James is dead. However, he does, in his last letter, <laughs> want Abigail to marry Fen. Because that's... Kevin, you're my brother. Yeah. If you were dying... Aaron, it's not 1892. I cannot fathom the stuff that goes on <laughs> at that time. Maybe, yeah. It, well, here's the thing. I, I, part of me believes that because it's the whole thing where it's like, well, I'm the man of the house. And now that I'm dying, that house needs a new man in it. I have a question. Yeah. Where's Barnabas? No, I, you know where he is. <laughs> so Tony, I mean, Thomasina is immediately suspicious of it's, this weird, suspicious situation. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that she, she lies it on, he called you dearest friend. And I thought she would, because it's fangs. I thought she was implying like, are you gay? <laughs> Um, but she's no, not. but no, she's just like, I don't trust him. We, she, he could mean harm. We should she search does his room. think he has a mysterious darkness in him that she can see but not fathom because she's a witch. Yes, because she is a witch. Um, uh, when Poppy gets home one day, she finds that she's being, as we said, accused of communism. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that Kirk's like, I received an anonymous tip that you're a communist. I'm like, <laughs> you? You were the tip. Well, I don't know, because he's weirdly sad about arresting her. Casey Cod is trying to give Kirk Keller something. She's, You know what? He never gets to do good stuff, so he's like, oh my god, a storyline about something that's not, you yeah. know, my sexuality or musical theater. I'm going to act this so hard, you guys. Yeah. So we uh, we slide through stuff from the timelines. In 92, they find evidence that Fenn was replicating... Uh, the brother's handwriting. They also find a creepy Jason, I mean, James Blossom poppet. Oh, well, they, they do, yeah. Yeah, um, and they find the Blossom family crest. He's also a warlock. They're like, he's he's a warlock. They, he also has death portraits. Um, Thomasina has knowledge about these things. Yeah, yeah, about the warlock stuff. Death portraits are actually a weirdly common thing from the time. Yeah, but I guess warlocks <laughs> and murderers do them too. Yeah. And then he's, ben a, he's a serial killer, essentially. He's, he's a warlock. Serial killer con man. He's everything. And then he comes back with a knife and is like, axe. women. Aaron, oh, sorry, an axe. axe. I meant an axe. An axe. He has his axe and he's like, women of the house, I have dinner. He does not have dinner. He only has an axe. <laughs> I think he's saying it's time for dinner. Like, you make me dinner now. <laughs> I've been swinging this axe in the woods, just going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm practicing my warlock skills. <laughs> I mean, my murder. I mean, my con man. <laughs> I'm Fen. My war skills. I use an axe in the war. My war skills. Um, so he, 
the, there's this very tense scene of them like, we got to get the stuff away. We got to get the stuff away before he arrives. But then he arrives and they're still in the room and the confrontation still happens. Yeah, they don't do well at this. So the hiding was kind of pointless. He ends up just threatening Thomasina and being like, you will marry me. Go get a vicar. Because I can't go because you guys will run away. Also, I'm putting Thomasina in a room. And if you're not back in one hour, oh, oh, I'm going to do so much murders. I'm Uh, Fen Fogarty. Meanwhile, we learned that uh, Poppy, who's being being a communist, uh, is a pretty full life. She went to Russia to participate in a chess tournament, I think, because they watched the Queen's Gambit. Uh, (laughs) Even though it's not Russians, I don't think. And she reads banned books. Oh, no. I mean, what's 57? Every book is banned. Kevin, do you think that Kirk genuinely thinks she's a communist? I I don't. Here's what I think. I I think Kirk really is into McCarthyism. Mm -hmm. But considering the things he brings up and the vitriol he puts behind the things he brings up, it does appear... The thing he is maddest about is she gave contraception to a person, which means I think he's just really into Comstock laws. Look, (laughs) I just want to acknowledge sweet Casey Codd gets to do something that he never gets to do, and he's doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he's like, admit to being a communist, or I'll put you in jail, and she won't. Because she's she's not. not, And she believes that her name is very, very... It seemed like I... I don't know what the if you said I'm a communist, like what they would do. Like they would put her under surveillance, or like it would. They're implying they're just shoe her name and or not shoe and smear her name. But the thing is, she's like. I mean, most of what we learned in school about McCarthyism was about like celebrities and politicians and high powered people. Yeah, and it appears in Riverdale. The Blossoms are just the weirdos who live in a big house in the woods. Yeah. They have no power. Yeah, so it, it seems like what they if she admitted to it, they would just arrest her anyways. Um, so she gets arrested and Well, I mean no, technically she gets She gets put no, back in gets, her yeah. jail cell. Yeah. And for reasons that make no sense <laughs> on earth to me, and Lily Reinhardt is trying so hard and failing miserably, mm-hmm. Bitsy shows up to beg her to say that she's a communist because doesn't Poppy care about her? Yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, we do learn that Bitsy is well. We get we get some more um, Poppy like feminist talking at Bitsy. I don't mean that the sound dismissive, but like that's kind of how it, the episode treats it. It's just kind of like why it's just rhetoric. Like yeah. it's like she's reading lines off of a pamphlet. Yeah. Um. But we learn that Bitsy is pregnant, and then Bitsy kind of white fangs her i just like i don't comprehend what bitsy is hoping to it i i I, I don't i I don't know what bitsy what's bitsy's motivation in this scene yeah she's there because the writers told her to be there because it'd be a touching poignant white fang moment yeah like i think i think we're supposed to be under the impression that bitsy does love poppy but that does not go later uh then in 57 we skip ahead nine months uh, yep. Which is fine. My favorite thing, though, is when Britta was like, well, why didn't they see each other for nine months? Like, <laughs> we, learned, we learned because Poppy is still in the same holding cell, like, like at, it looks like the cell that was in the FBI office. Or I think it's the cell that the Candyman got killed in. Maybe. Uh, but 
Uh, Jack is now visiting her because Bitsy's giving birth and it's there's problems, I guess. And, and the only person or Bitsy claims the only person who can help these problems yeah. is Poppy and she won't see anyone but Poppy. Yeah. And coincidentally, they say the night of delivering the night of the marriage was the same. That's not true. They just were the same night that Bailey's Comet came by. So a dramatic montage takes place. <laughs> yeah. Abigail wears the reddest of red wedding dresses. And yeah, everyone else of, wears, wears, wears white. Reggie's of, the vicar. Yes. Oh, my God. And the only guests at this wedding are the girls at her school, which means Wait. the girls at her school are there later in this episode, I just sleeping in their rooms. I don't know. I don't know. She does, however, have a plan to stop the marriage. And I kind of just want to jump ahead to that because they're like, she has an idea of how this marriage isn't going to happen. Aaron, her plan is what? Well, she marries him and then she murders him. Yeah. She <laughs> For whatever reason, Fen Fogarty gets super, super drunk after the <laughs> wedding. Like, well, the marriage is done. And then is like, cool, now we have sex. And I'm like, in what, what? world did you think that was going to happen, Fen? Abigail, she, they kind of, maybe it's my fault. I I thought they were implying that she was going to have some, like, intricate plan that maybe involved, like, poison, because that's sort of a theme down the line. Because the Blossoms love poison. But instead, she's, like, standing behind a door, and she's like, hey, y'all ever heard of Lizzie Borden? And then hits him with an axe. So many times. It's not enough to kill him. Okay, that's the thing. Like, let's just finish 92. Yeah, let's just finish 92. She stabs him enough that he's there being like, you stabbed me so many times with an axe. <laughs> and then she runs away to find Thomasina. Yeah, I think she just like covered drenched in his blood. Um, I think maybe it's because he's a warlock. Do they have high constitution? Uh, okay, so I did forget he was a warlock because he will just like kind of <laughs> casually walk into the room later. Yeah, so Thomasina has been killed. And like, no kidding, Abigail. It's, like, uh, yeah. it's been hours. It might have been days. Yeah, where did you think she was? Uh, I mean, no, no, in she that went room. to go get the vicar an hour later. Okay. Uh, so she already, she just had a wedding dress? <laughs> Well, it's red. I guess it's true. Uh, she had all those white gowns for for her uh, students. This is a blossom, Kevin. Of course, uh, that's she did. True. Uh, so <laughs> he just he wanders in like he wasn't hit in the chest eleven times. He staggers like a tiny bit, he, but he will stand up very, very straight. He staggers. He staggers like John McCain. McClain, McCain. John McClain from Die Hard, just like oh, my ribs hurt a little bit. Ooh. And then in both, so. Going back to 57, the, the baby's being delivered. I Nothing else happens there. Just the baby's being delivered. But then the comet passes in both timelines. Yep. And the comet, this is not a normal comet. <laughs> the, all those times where uh, Cheryl was like, go to the hill to see the comet. Or Thomasina has a, uh, uh, has a telescope to see the comet. No, it lights up the damn sky. <laughs> I do want to point like out an alien abduction that this alien abduction baby birth that takes place yeah. in 57 there is not a single other person in that room no. other than Poppy and I do not think Poppy <laughs> is qualified to deliver a baby well, not, that is having problems I think well I I would say because she's 
kind of a Mary Sue, which I hate that term, but whenever Cheryl comes up, it always seems to They do treat, so literally every single woman in this town is like, Poppy is the only person who can solve my problems. I love Poppy so much. Which is why it makes no sense that these women turn on Poppy and tell their husband about what happened. Yeah. um, It's, it's, once again, for me, it's always the first one. Uh, But she... Yeah, she delivers the baby. There, no, not, and no doctor be like, wait, isn't was she in jail for nine months? Curdle should be there because we are told that <laughs> Doctor Curdle exists. That yeah. um, Bitsy could not possibly ask Doctor Curdle for contraception. <laughs> That'd no, be crazy. No, Poppy goes down and she like waves a mint sprig in front of it, and then the baby comes out, and they kind of talk about it's like beautiful baby girl. Wish she was born to a better world. No, the comma is a sign of great things to come. And then Poppy. Gives her what's clearly poison and says, you'll use this when the time is right. It's fascinating that Poppy had poison in her <laughs> purse in jail for nine months in a holding cell. Well, it's 57. I bet they're like, what is this? And she's like, feminine things. And they're like, gross. If only the other women had those ideas to lie about the poison they had. So uh, while the comet's going over and the baby's born, Fen in 92 curses. She she gives Abigail the curse that we always hear uh, Cheryl talk about you will be unloved and alone you'll be as everlasting and solitary as the comet meanwhile Poppy is put on indefinite house arrest because uh, they didn't they said she wouldn't go back to the jail yeah. cell they didn't say she'd be free and then uh, it's clarified 100% uh, through Cheryl when uh, Britt asked about it Abigail was not killed in this universe she lived out her days alone, alone in, in the house, house. Uh, meanwhile, bi- meanwhile Poppy did the same thing but we get a a one shot scene of Bitsy just kills Jack with poison, and that's and that's fine. I thought she like might be would then go to Poppy, but but nope. no. It was mysterious circumstances and plant based toxins don't leave a trace. Some, uh, and then and then there's a knock, knock, knock on the door. Yeah, it's time for the the today timeline to get a knock, and it is. A reveal that is very disappointing, I think. I think especially for people who are fans of... Sabrina? Sabrina. So, Sabrina is there. And maybe that could have been fun if it wasn't hyped up everywhere. And she appears in the last ten minutes of the episode to essentially tell everyone how cool Cheryl is. And it's so casual. They're just like, hey girl, haven't seen you for so long. Shh, they're covens. Which means that Cheryl Blossom... We know she's a witch. We know she's a witch, but she has a coven? Yes, so. What is her coven? It's it's all these girls. Britta does not know what witches is. I like how Britta's like, you're a witch? Like, Britta, she sacrificed a man and pulled out his still-beating heart. You were there. I understand that does not mean she is a witch, but if if I saw someone do that and then I learned later they are a witch, that it's not surprise, that's just confirmation. Absolutely. So anyway, Sabrina's like, okay, we're going to do a transference. Yes. Transferences are very, very difficult. And my cousin Ambrose taught them to me. Oh, for people who watch the oh, Sabrina oh, show, reference. he's a character. He's a, he's a cat? No, he's a, he's, he's a man. He's a man, right? It's not a cat. Um, but they can only be done on a night of great cosmic significance. And also, Brittany can't be in the room. Yeah, no. Uh, because we're at the end of the episode. And you might notice that we've gone... Kind of fast. Yeah, if we're only 30-some minutes in. That is because we get a River Vale reveal that we can't can't gloss over. So we 
learn in this transference? Because originally I thought, I'm like, oh my god, they're going to put Nana Rose into Britta? Uh. <laughs> but <laughs> no. no, no, no. They are going to put Nana Rose, her soul, into Cheryl's body. Now, you might be thinking, why? And the reason why is because there is no Cheryl. Cheryl has never existed. No, what Fenn did with his final breath and using the comet was he made Abigail immortal. So Abigail lived out her days alone in the house and then she transformed herself into Poppy, yep. who lived out her days alone in the house, and then transformed herself into Cheryl. But now, because of... Okay, well, you know what? Let's ask the first question. Where did Nana Blossom come from? That is an insane... She, it's impossible. She, she, she's just a She is just a woman that Abigail now met and... Was like, join my family. Well, and here's... Here's why I think she met her. She met her when she killed that drifter 50 years ago. Remember, 50 years ago, a drifter... Betty found out about that drifter. Yes, because he was the original sacrifice, or I think... I think it was every 50 years. The sacrifice to uh, the Maple Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. But we know that um, Rose Blossom's name was stitched on the doll and put in his mouth. So they worked together to do that sacrifice, and then... 15 years after Poppy was put on indefinite house arrest. So, I also have some questions. <laughs> a lot of questions. There are so many questions. Let's go through it. Okay. Well, okay. So, we'll just finish this. They switch yeah. bodies. Now that Abigail is in a body that is about to die. She can die. She can die, but witches never really die. They I, just I, move to another plane of I existence. I hate this. They have this weird talk where she's like, like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, uh, Sabrina says, witches never... I came back after I died. Like, why didn't Thomasina come back? Well, and also, didn't Sabrina's parents die and die for real? That's why she lives with her aunts? It, it's a very hand-wavy, like, instead of being like, no, why, just say they're dead. Like, it's fine. Just let her die. Well, uh, she beat the curse because she left her body. It became very religious in the sense of what's like, but you live forever in the afterlife. But it conflates because Sabrina is physically alive right now. Yeah. But... So then um, Thomasina stares at her own grave, and then Abigail walks off behind her, and they run off together into whatever it's, they're going to. <laughs> Nana Rose, I think it's immortality out of this. Well, because, she's going because, to enjoy her precious youth in Cheryl's body. Well, no, but here's the thing. If the rule of it is that the reason that Cheryl couldn't, or Abigail couldn't die, is because her body wouldn't, like, she was, body was immortal, so she had to switch into a mortal body. That, uh, so Nana Rose is now in an immortal body. They do say the curse is broken, but I don't know. It feels like they just found a loophole. Um, And then this wraps up by Jughead giving us the shortest Jughead monologue, which is, well, Sabrina said it all. Happy sad endings are I, the best. I love a happy sad ending. This isn't a happy or sad, and we'll get, it's just confusing. We'll get into why. It's, we do okay. get... I do not know how to get into the Riverdale signs. I do want to point this out. I don't, I don't know how to get into the Riverdale signs. This one in River Vale, uh-huh. it says this town was founded in 1673. Uh, witch trials. Reference was to that witch the, trials. Was that reference to witch trials? The Salem witch trials were in the 1600s. Was, but 1673. I tried to look up what happened in 1673, and I couldn't really find anything. Well, maybe that is the middle of the witch trials. It was before America was a country. Yeah, it was before America. It was during the colonies' time. Like, the the first, the Jamestown colony was, like, 1620. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, let's get into this, but... Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Um, Jason Blossom. Okay, 
I, I, so I'll, I'll say something and then you go on with that. Yeah. The Blossom line in Rivervale, the Blossoms don't exist. Not just Cheryl, the Blossoms don't exist. There can't be Blossoms, which then... When... Jason doesn't exist. Clifford doesn't exist. Penelope doesn't exist. Which then means but that... But Polly's still dead. Polly's still dead. And there's still children. And we know for... Well, Jason has to exist because Jason is the father no, of those children. No, he did not exist. I do not know who those kids are. Because those kids live in Cheryl's house. Yeah. And, and like, why else would that be the case? How did... How in this... In Rivervale did Betty become an FBI agent? Kevin. Yeah? Um, Abigail Blossom just collected redheaded people and adopted them... Adopted them to LARP as Blossoms. That explains Penelope Blossoms. Penelope doesn't exist. Doesn't even appear in this season. But that doesn't mean she doesn't exist. Penelope thought she was the only one who was adopted to be a Blossom. She didn't know they were all adopted. And Penelope still could have had a child. She could have had... Wait. <laughs> no, but the, but how would she have both... How would she think... you? She would know if Cheryl... Unless if, unless if Cheryl, like, like, Abigail saw that Cheryl looked like her, killed Cheryl, took Cheryl's place. Abigail could the, have been doing that. The only an- the only answers to these questions makes share makes Abigail a so much worse person. The other thing too is like sixty five years is too far apart to reinvent yourself. I I well I imagine she reinvented herself in between it. Like I don't I don't think we saw every reinvention. So we, we only saw the most interesting ones. No no we didn't. The Poppy and Bitsy timeline was pointless. But it, the comet came. That is the reason why we saw it. None of this matters. This episode was a weird, pointless trip with an insane twist that shattered. I I had a thing at the beginning here. Yeah. And I said at the beginning of this River Vale sequence, just make you're so bad at timelines. Just make your timeline work for five episodes. They failed it every single episode. They failed within this episode. Which, which is why I was like, like, so it's vignettes, but it's not vignettes. Like, they're so reliant on the information from earlier episodes. That's the thing. Like, we know that maybe the things that happened in the middle, we don't know. But we know for a fact that Archie was murdered. Yeah. And that set this entire thing off. We, we know that 50 years earlier, another person was murdered on Thornhill. That was 15 years after Poppy's whole thing. We also know, it is known that the town yeah. did something yeah. to Abigail well, <laughs> that Cheryl pretended to find out about and then well, seceded from the town. I mean, here's the problem. And once we're getting into the whole, like, what is carried over from Riverdale and what is not. Maybe she seceded for a different reason. But she says what you did to my ancestors. Here's what I think that is. Here's what I think that is. Okay. Here's what I'm going to give them. I She's Abigail Blossom. Yeah. It, Polly, Poppy is Abigail Blossom. Yes. They're all Abigail, Abigail Blossom. The town didn't do anything to Abigail, but the town did do something to Poppy. But do you think that Cheryl, like Abigail masquerading as Cheryl, <laughs> yeah. stormed into the creation of the town council and was like, your ancestors put my aunt under house arrest no i think this very i think that when she said that really confused archie and he was like what cheryl you can't have a tree <laughs> <laughs> like i think i think 
Which, don't get me wrong, is bad because us as the audience connected it to what she said before. But I think to everyone there, they're just like, what the hell? What did she just, what did she just say? But what did she tell the town when she seceded? I'm seceding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cheryl. I've decided to collect these girls together and secede from the town. Uh, you'd think that probably what it was was that, because as Nana Rose says, they've been planning for this forever. It was something important about the comet she's like i have to do it now because the comet's coming up in like a couple years or like months months. or any amount of time maybe she was worried about like people coming to her house during the comet stuff oh yeah because people visit her so much when she wasn't seceded from riverdale we have learned in this world the blossoms are wild outcasts (laughs) but then why do they talk so much about the blossom maple groves i don't know apparently that was a thing that they because that was that was a thing. They do talk about that in episode one. It does. The it is a big thing there. The I can't. And it and it it's so hard. It's it hurts my brain when Cheryl mm-hmm. in episode one is talking about yeah. how like before there were settlements here, we prayed to the maple mapen. Could be a reference to the witch thing, but. Abigail Blossom wasn't a witch. Did Thomas Cena teach her the whole Maple Maiden thing? So they say that Abigail was a witch. No, Abigail became a a witch witch after Thomas Cena died. Because she was immortal because of magic and was like, well, better learn some magic. Now, I have not watched enough, Sabrina. I don't know if you can become a witch or if it's your blood right. I I guess they're technically the same universe. They are the same universe. Well, well, they're, they're the same multiverse they're the same multiverse <laughs> that's true i guess the sabrina tv show we watched could take place in a different part it, of the multiverse the sabrina, the sabrina tv show takes place in the river vale universe or the sabrina but it also doesn't make TV sense show could take place in the riverdale universe <laughs> man both of those suck okay i have something else to point out yeah of i course. know there's a lot of things yeah, of course so um you told me that you've seen online that a lot of people are like oh my god we finally met tony's ancestors yeah we didn't meet Tony's ancestors. No. Nor did we meet Rivervale Tony's ancestors mm. because we can't have because Thomasina Topaz yeah. is dead. And Thomas, we'll say her husband's name is Thomas because yeah. this show is bad. Thomas Topaz was murdered by Thomasina. So, they have no descendants. So my assumption is that she is this show kind of plays very loose with it remember abigail blossom like who how did she yeah what is she um i think thomasina is tony's great great aunt i think she's a great grand aunt yeah i think she has a brother who would be the who, who would be the grandfather that if the uctana were around he saw, was in the uctana tribe survived the massacre okay. and that's what i'm thinking this this show plays a little bit loose with, like, what they consider a, a direct ancestor. I just want to point out to this show. We should, we should use the Topaz, though. I just want to point out to the show <laughs> that this is not great-great-grandmother well, Topaz. No, this would be her husband's brother. Because she's ha- a Topaz. Yeah, she's a Topaz. It's her husband's brother. She didn't even change her name. Come on, woman. Also, <laughs> I mean, not that we're going to pick holes, but I'm yeah. going to keep pick-pick-picking oh, holes. Oh, no, pick them all. In 1892... What family is arranging marriages with people from indigenous tribes? I, th- th- There's th- no Uctana in this world. There cannot be. The the only answer I could come up with to that is, <laughs> is she not indigenous in this world? Yeah, maybe. Well, or, or is it that her husband's indigenous and she 
once again because it was her husband's brother. But so her family arranged a marriage to a man from an indigenous tribe. I'm assuming racism. Or no racism? I, I, I'd be much more assuming where it's like, we are settling this land. We will give our daughter to you. Um, okay, but that she... means, I mean, that gives a whole other sort of reper. This... So were there cultural differences between herself and her husband? Um, I'm going, yeah, they, they do really set him up. As... Okay. The, the... Did she murder an indigenous man because she didn't understand his ways? It's hard. No, she does say he hit her. She does. And she, she does say that he was going to use a belt and maybe some other weapon on her. Yeah. Yeah. So they do. They, yeah. It, she, it, she, it's hard. And I think maybe it's Vanessa's acting, but sometimes it does. And I hate to say this. It does seem like she maybe is lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when, when it came, when she was like immediately suspicious of Fen, I'm like, is she just weirdly possessive of people? Mm. So like, she's no. and just gonna keep murder? Like, no, no, no. She is. He he was a warlock and he was a serial. Yes, killer. and her husband was abusive. Like, it's it's all true. There's just like, there's some weird vibes that get put off. But Kevin, who is Fen Fogarty? Why is his last name Fogarty? Why couldn't it be something else? All, all of these people. God. <laughs> all of these people are our characters, great to some extent, aunt or uncle. They have to be. None of them. <laughs> on the show, people only play other characters who are related to them in some way. If, if, well, the problem is that I can get over that with a lot of them, but having the same last name means you are telling the audience that they're they are, related. That's what you did with the whole um, Cheryl looking back and being like, Jugadina <laughs> Jones. <laughs> it's Jebediah, which Jugadina. Much <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, that's the, you know what they should have done? They should have given us last names, but different last names. Then we wouldn't be having this conversation. They, they had to make it. But I think what they wanted is they wanted to do. They okay. wanted to do the Topaz thing. Let, okay. Let me get into my other thing now. Because yes. remember, everything we learn about Abigail Blossom makes her a worse person. Yes. This makes her real bad. They did the to- the Thomasina Topaz thing because I think they wanted to romanticize it. Like, because they, they love the Cheryl-Tony relationship. They don't realize it's actually horrifically abusive on Cheryl's side. And it gets worse because <gasps> let's take let's take the Twilight rule just for a second that in Twilight, we agreed the reason we were kind of able to get around things was because when you became a vampire, you you stopped. mentally stayed the you same age. You stopped at 17. He yeah. was 17. He was just 17 for Forever. 150 years. Yeah. Even if you take it in context... Abigail Blossom was like 27 who went to high school and had a romantic and sexual relationship with a 16 year old girl who looked like her old flame who was she is the worst Edward that has ever Edwarded she yeah like and I would be like maybe maybe that didn't happen in Rivervale it it, it must have it happened in Rivervale. How could it not have? It would be a weird thing for that to be like the one thing that doesn't transfer over. And like that is the I think the the accumulation of all this talk about this whole wiping the blossoms from uh the timeline is that they don't comprehend the con- like the consequences of doing that. Like well, and the thing nothing is, nothing should be the same. Riverdale happened 
Riverdale, the show happened because Jason Blossom died. Yes. That is why Archie and Jughead became friends again. That's why Polly met the farm. That is why Polly has children. That's Penelope Blossom did. There's no Griffins and Gargoyles in this world without Penelope Blossom. There's nothing. Like, nothing. How? But Hal was still the Black Hood. He still went, which I okay, know. Okay, the Coopers still existed. Betty should not be alive in Rivervale if there were no Blossoms. Yeah, because the entire thing was that was the Blossom. Unless and that happened. And that's split after. Yeah, I think we, we figured. Kn- we know what happened after because it was Hal's grandfather. So unless if Abigail throughout the timeline was also just being pure, unbridled, nonsensical chaos, just kidnapping people and tricking them into which look, just because Abigail's <laughs> immortal doesn't mean she can't have children. Maybe she is every blossom woman but, ever. But then, except for Penelope, <laughs> Cause, well, yeah, because she would have been. How could she be – she cannot be anyone's child is the problem. And we have Nano Blossom, who I still think she is just a woman that she – Penelope made friends – I think she was one of the students at the – well, no, the school – she didn't have Poppy. She didn't have a school. I think she was just a young woman that she was like, hey, you want to be young? You want to live this life? Then come back and do it again? Maybe be immortal? And also you want to but, kill this man? It's going to take a lot of years for us to get there. It's going to take 50 years. <laughs> First, we have to kill this pure-hearted drifter. And then we have to kill a pure-hearted boy. I I don't know. I I think in, in retrospect, I think I just assumed it was a cycle that every 50 years they have to do it. That does imply, if that is the case, she did it three times. But yeah. maybe that's not – maybe it was just – Maybe it was a new cycle. Maybe at some point during her witchy development, she made friends with she who walks <laughs> amongst the trees. Um, there are too many things to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't this episode just be a dream? I, I – uh, there's the other option, Aaron, which is just that this is Abigail, but everything in her book is a lie. Why was also she reading her own story to Nat, Nana Rose? Why did she – Yeah, why did she need to do that? I guess to remind because her... storytelling is a part of the ritual. I guess. Um, the... <laughs> but, like, the fact that she's like, well, whose story do you want to hear? Hers or hers? Both of them. They are the same. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. They are the same. The British have been there from the beginning. Yes. Yes. She have been... That would explain why she's talking so weirdly Why she's like, I don't it. want to... Re- like, it's too early to tell Britta about... Although they do eventually tell Britta that there has I... never been a Cheryl. I think probably afterwards, because they're like... We can't deal oh, with this. It's not Abigail who tells Britta there's never been a Cheryl. It's, it's Nana, Nana Rose. Rose. Yeah. And Nana Rose did want Britta to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, <Nana Rose. laughs> no, I'm a lot more chill with it. And now she's, <laughs> she's Cheryl. So next episode, if we see a Cheryl, we have to remember the That's entire Nana, time it's, it's Nana Rose. That's Nana Rose. Um, which is going to be weird because I think they're probably going to still write her as Cheryl. I don't think she'll be ne- like oh, no, I, her I, personality will be exactly. And I think the same. it'll have nothing to do with the actress. I think it'll be they will write her as Cheryl and direct her as Cheryl. Well, here's the thing: if it is Nana Rose, yeah, Cheryl, I don't think should ever speak Shakespearean because Nana Rose doesn't do that. I was like the one thing I will give them is that this does explain why Cheryl talks like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Uh, they really retconned that in. I <laughs> <laughs> I like that she – I guess her short time with Thomasina really did uh, change her because she is a 1890s woman who becomes the most progressive person of 1957. I have a question. Yeah. 
Why is she running a women's school? Um, because there's a thing you do. Because James is gone? I think so. In this, in Rivervale, Thornhill is their ancestral home. In Riverdale, Thornhill actually started out as a school. And then I think became their home afterwards. That's true. Because Nana Rose says Thornhill still stood then, but it was a woman's school. Yeah. So I think, I think maybe in this world, it was the home and then James went off to the war. Because the war. Maybe, maybe the, um, the, the, the nexus point of this world is the fact that there was a war in 1892 in a man in that America was involved in that had a western front that had a western front Kevin I yeah. have an idea It's like they wanted it to be World War 1 or World War 2 but they're like they're like we can't Let's just do it anyways <laughs> I have a Riverdale idea Okay So you know how Thornhill was a girls school It was that Abigail was in charge of It was I feel very, very strongly that Barnabas B. Blossom, who we know so power hungry, just wants to have all the brothels, all the palladium, (laughs) all the maple, all the railroads. He wants to have everything. I guess that was probably his motivation. I think he stirred up the townspeople to murder his sister slash cousin slash something so he could take over her school and make it his home. You think that's a reveal? No, but I think that's correct. <laughs> I think that's I think that's better because because I fear when we go back to Riverdale, it's once again going to be the thing where it's like Cheryl's blameless. Her her she's so hard done by. It's so hard to be a blossom. Dur- during this, I I wrote a quote in the middle where I was like, I am I am unsure on my feelings of the rewrite of the blossom lineage to being like girl boss feminist who the world is trying to crush until until I realize the Blossoms don't exist. The Blossoms don't exist. They don't exist. Because that's the thing. The Blossoms are our prototypical villains. The Blossoms are misogynistic men who take out their desires and their needs for power and their drug running on the women in their lives. So the only thing the women can do is start secret brothels and be witches. (laughs) But in this world, the Blossoms are the most progressive people who ever – well, one Blossom, the only Blossom, is the most progressive woman ever, and the town has beat her down. I will say, I, I – Penelope is – like, it's Penelope's – they're trying to – Penelope – this is Riverdale. I guess we're kind of mm-hmm. going off a little bit here. Penelope's supposed to be this, like, I think morally gray, oh, she's like, you know, her bad upbringing did this thing. But she was a murderer as a teenager. She was. And and I think her only real problem with Clifford was that he killed Jason. She loved him so much. Like, if he didn't do that, I don't think she would care. Did she kill Claudius? Yes. Why did she kill Claudius? Because he got arrested. Oh, right. Okay, so I'm having more thoughts. Yeah. You can probably get some last thoughts in. Here is the problem <laughs> with the Rivervale. singular? Yes. This okay. is like the big overarching biggest problem. Yeah. This is an alternate universe. Yes. It's not different enough from our universe. Yeah. And we've spent too long in it. So the problem is all of the viewers have to go back to Riverdale. Yeah. Knowing everything they know about these characters. Yeah. And in Riverdale. Vale. Vale. In River Vale, we need to be – in River Vale, the Blossoms are these sympathetic feminists who have been ground down by the world. Cheryl is 
awful, but also her love was ripped away from her by <laughs> well, a warlock. Well, she's a woman of her time. But we, well, no, I mean like Abigail in uh, yeah. 2022. No, that's what I mean. She's a woman of her time. Aaron, she's like a hundred years old. It's, it was true. a different time back then. The problem is we have seen this and we have internalized it. Yeah. And we cannot watch the show without knowing what we saw for these five episodes. And the- It's too long for these many things to happen. It's going to color everything that the audience is going to feel moving forward. I, I also think it's going to color the things that the writers do. Because we've already seen in this episode, they forgot what year it was. Like... I, I wonder if they're going if we're going to get things where we are just supposed to it, it immediately believe that all the blossoms was just a line of people who were beset by this town, which is not true. The blossoms have beset themselves on the town. We even even in Abigail Blossom's contemporaries slaughtered. I can't believe I've said this so many times. Slaughtered the indigenous people of the area. And Cheryl, if we're going to talk about people feeling bad about things that happened, Betty Cooper has to watch your mother, who murdered her father, who was a serial killer, in front of her and tried to kill herself, her boyfriend, and her two best friends. Betty Cooper has to watch your mother <laughs> parade around town. So let's not talk about people's ancestors who inflicted horrors on people's ancestors. Betty Cooper has to watch your mother every day, Cheryl. I want to wrap up with one quick thing, uh, which is that this, this show is so bad at mother lines. For a show that wants to be, like, very... Female-focused. Female, because they say... When when they do the whole like oh and your rel- your ancestors killed my ancestor Hermione uh, not Hermione uh, Veronica's like so my ancestors weren't involved Hermione is from Riverdale it could have been Hermione's line I don't think the Gomez's are that much from Riverdale because her family's still very but, but the thing is we do know Hermione know, lived th- yeah lived there and they could have claimed it but they but they didn't know how to which is weird they could. Why take Veronica and put her outside and have to have a scene where Cheryl goes, no, but you count as well because you're here now. Or just make it very clear when the Gomez's moved there. (laughs) Now, I I do think that the Gomez's were immigrants and the, um, uh, what is Veronica's, the Lodges, no, the Lunas. I think the Gomez's and the Lunas were both immigrants. I think that was sort of alluded to and danced around in both of the flashback episodes. I don't think it's firm that if they really wanted to have, because I think they're going to ignore it. I think they're going to ignore they the fact ignore that, that they could have just not ignored it by having the Gomez's, even if they just first arrived in 1890. Just, well, like, I I got, I got the sense from the Hiram Lodge flashback episode yeah. that the Gomez's were also fairly new Americans, and that was part of why yeah, Veronica's maybe. family didn't want her messing with the Lunas. No, maybe. I mean, Hermione's. But they didn't make it clear, and that's why we're having this discussion. Uh, and that's why they could, yeah. Uh, I think, we, I, I think, I think, I think it's out of my head now. I, I am infuriated, and I understand this is not the main storyline, but I will never not know this. And they should... They should not have used Abigail. No. You know what? That's the thing. No. Because if you're going to do this in an alternative universe, don't use a character who is such a linchpin in the main universe. Well, I did I did uh, rise up as like, the problem also with Abigail is we were only introduced to her at the end of last like season. And we she were clearly all... told that she was killed in we, 1890. Yeah, the facts around Abigail are going to be so important 
for what the rest of this season is, I imagine. So obscuring them by having this weird arc is it's not good. It's not good. Look, Riverdale, I'm just going to say to you, you know you're doing an alternative universe. You know what you did. You have to deal <laughs> with the repercussions of this alternative universe for the rest of the season, and I know you won't. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you... Ooh, did you find yourself a CW moment, and it can't be that Sh- Cheryl is Abigail. And it can't be that Fen is a Fogart. Okay, you know what? My CW moment, and I have no metaphor, I cannot yeah. metaphor this episode, is sweet Kirk Keller having so much to do. <laughs> okay. Logically, Kirk Keller should not be such a big character, yeah. but it's like the show was like, oh, man. Gotta give Kevin something to do. <laughs> We've heard that you want him to do different things. We're giving it to you. He does by, it to you. by being different people. Logically, there is no reason for a Keller to be the only person who appears in all time periods. Logically, there's no reason for They've been cops to have... all the way back. Okay, but like Jughead could have been the cop. They're like all no. okay. Also, <laughs> CW moment: Jughead and Betty being married in the fifties. I know it's Bitsy and Jack. But who are these humans? (laughs) Yeah, we we can't go over that anymore. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, I'm going to combine two into one by saying this. Lot of husband murder that that in the plot of the the story, I don't think has a lot of impact. Um, Thomasina, just actually, Thomasina just being a murderer, murderess, doesn't actually impact it, it. if anything, it just shows that, like, I, I guess it's supposed to show how much the world inflicts upon women in an feminist story. That's kind of what they want to do. But, like, with the story that they want to tell, it would make more sense if she was being hunted down for witchcraft. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then B- Bitsy, just, like, as a postscript, as a PS, as a epilogue, just killing Jack and then... Never going to go see Paul. I thought because she should have moved in with Poppy at the house. But the problem is that that would that would destroy the Poppy line. Like because Poppy has to be forever alone. Which is which is why I could also give my CW moment as the entire Poppy storyline. Or they could have given us a scene where Bitsy was went to see Poppy and it was like I did it. I'm so glad you gave me a new life. I have to leave Riverdale. I have to move on with my kids. I think the like, an- make that meaningful. Do I think, something. I think the answer goes back to the beginning. They did not have time. Maybe if Kirk Keller didn't have so many scenes, if, they would have had time if for Kirk that. Kirk Keller wasn't so incensed about birth control. <laughs> Come on, Casey Cott characters. <laughs> Guys, there's still one more episode that we have to watch in this insane multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not super thrilled because I think we said before, I was never excited to really figure out what the connection, because Roberto was insistent over and over, like, no, this is canon. This is canon in the universe in some way. I mean, I guess it is, but that's a real tenuous connection there, good sir. Yeah, so the next one's definitely going to reveal it. Uh, it's definitely going to do it. I mean, we know what it is. We know what it is. It's an alternate universe. But like, oh boy, we're going to see where that goes. Uh, Before we leave, I want to say, 
This episode is gorgeous. The styling is great. The costumes, they shoot the different time periods a little bit differently. I, I, the only ones I'll say is 92 and today. We don't get a lot today, thankfully. No. But they are similar. It's, it kind of feels like she went to a different style in, 50, in 57 and went back to it in 2021. Um, well, 2027. The actors are clearly having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say this episode is garbage because the piece of art is not all garbage from all sides, but the storytelling is brain-melting. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool idea, I guess. That, that was executed. Poor, just within the context of River Vale, doesn't make sense. Uh, what can people do, Aaron? Well, they can please tell us how they feel about this because maybe we're wrong. Maybe there's a key thing that we've missed and tell us about this key thing that we missed on Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Yeah. But if we're not wrong and you're here with us and you agree with us that nothing will ever be the same, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Yeah, give us your favorite consequence of the blossoms never existing. It's Because that has far-reaching consequences. It's everything, my friends. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out my books. They're available at kevinwearbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you next week for the end of Rivervale. How did Polly get pregnant? How did Hal become the Black Hood? Where did the Coopers come from? Why did Betty become an FBI agent? Who killed Hal? Who are Dagwood and Juniper? Wait, where did the Hills Have Eyes Blossoms come from? Who made Hiram's drugs? What is the Celtic export? Why did Abigail sacrifice Archie Andrews?